Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. We have one week left. We just got through week 17 of the NFL schedule. Um, a lot of things happened this weekend, one thing in particular. Um, but before we get to that, Puya, you're coming to us from a, a, a place where there's jungle dolphins. Yeah, I'm in uh, Manaus, Brazil. Manaus, Today, we Brazil. Went some, yeah, Manaus, Manaus. I don't know how they say it. I'm sure I say it wrong. But I went somewhere today where they have these pink river dolphins. There's even a planet Earth about this, so I'm not even making it up. Uh, and I was that arrogant, pompous piece of shit that already knew a little bit about it when they're trying to talk about it and educate you. And it's like, well, actually, Sir David Attenborough. Um, but then the, the jungle floods, and these river dolphins become jungle dolphins. Why now? Why does the jungle flood just from from long periods from the, of rain? Yeah, the the water levels raise and rise up. Yeah, but it's not. So that's not like, from tides. It's it's from rain, or just, or is it from the tides? I think it's from everything, the season, the tides, the, the sun, the moon, the stars in the sky, you name it. I, I don't know. We didn't get that far because there's still river dolphins today. But it's so tomorrow you'll find showing, out. Tomorrow you'll find <laughs> they're out. Showing the me the, they're showing me the water levels that, hey, the water levels go up to there and it's the top of the tree line. Okay. That's kind of cool. How, how high up? Like four feet, three feet, two feet, a foot? No, we're talking like 15, 20 feet. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a, that's a, like, like the jungle That's a flood. Proper flood, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I you know, maybe I'll watch this David Attenborough thing on the on the pink dolphins. Actually, you know, like dolphins. second to our podcast, I think Planet Earth is one of the most entertaining pieces of entertainment you could be watching. Yeah. I mean, I just sometimes don't like when the animals I like get eaten by the animals I don't like. So that's the whole thing of the narrative is the way they present it to you. Sometimes they present it to you like, oh, this guy's gonna starve if he doesn't eat. Yeah. Other times they present it to you that like, no, this guy's gonna get killed by this other animal. I know, so, and they're 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 not allowed to interfere. The photographers and the the camera teams and stuff like that, and people they're not allowed to interfere with what's actually happening. It's one of their rules. Yeah, well, that's cutthroat out there. It's cutthroat out there. But it is uh, very I, our producers need to be very proud of you because you took your mic and entire podcast setup down there with you on the thirty five hour trip. It probably was to get down there. Um, so oh, they yeah. should all be giving you a raise. For that, and Cl my my uh, my father insisted on coming to pick me up at my house to take me to the airport, and in true dad fashion, is, what time was your eight, flight? Okay, yeah, eight twenty. Flight. Flights at eight twenty a.m. He was a.m. He was at my house at three thirty a.m. The oh man, the flight attendants the probably airport. flight attendants probably weren't even there by the, like the, the opening minutes? of the airport. No, it was I was there just before four. Nobody started work until 4.45. There's nothing more frustrating than getting to an airport early and then having to wait at the gate because the, the, just to get through security is not even open yet. I couldn't check like, my bags yet. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even check my bags. That's hilarious. So, That's classic dad. Cl so classic dad. this was Saturday. Um, that was the night of, technically they're calling it Monday night football, but it was Saturday night. Um, it was yeah. the Lions Dallas game. Did so you, were you able to you watch it? You seem to know nothing about air travel because you assured me there would be Wi Fi. There was. I no mean, those big planes usually have Wi Fi. You got to pay for it though. They didn't have the option. 
The only plane of the three I took that had Wi-Fi was the smallest one on the last leg. They had free Wi-Fi. Really? Yeah. But the game was over by then. So you didn't get to see any of the game? I didn't get to see any of the game. Did you see the highlights of the game? I did watch the highlights of the game. I think there's only really one highlight at the end of the game that needs to be discussed, period. I mean, yes, it does need to be discussed uh, because once again, the Detroit Lions go into Dallas and they get absolutely screwed by the referees. Um, and there's no explanation for it as to why other than, and I will fully believe this because we talk about conspiracies on conspiracies on this podcast, and I don't even think it's a conspiracy anymore. The NFL is rigged. They have so rigged I the have... NFL, and and this was a glaring evidence to it. I have a conspiracy of the week for this. It's it's not the same one though, isn't it? Like Should... it's just it's just that. It's well, it it expands rigged. on this. It expands on this specific. Okay, so I think the Lions are basically for the week or the year the NFL's whipping boy. The NFL chose the outcome of that game, but to show that, hey, it's not rigged, it's mistakes happen, they're punishing those refs by not allowing that refing team to ref in the playoffs. So that's their kind of make well to fix the situation to show that, oh, no, 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 this this was a complete accident, and you know what? We're reprimanding those referees. So the Lions get screwed. Air quotes, the refs get screwed, but the NFL gets what they wanted. And the worst part about this is, you know, in other sports, they say ball don't lie. I feel like in the NFL, the team that gets fucked just ends up getting fucked. Like the Saints yeah. with the pass interference call. Like there's never any justice for that team when you get screwed by the NFL. No, and they for that Saints one specifically, that was the defensive pass interference that they then next year said, okay, we're now going to allow... Uh, challenges and reviews, like throw the red flag for defensive pass interference if you want. They did it for a year, and then they got rid of it, and they're just like, this is just slowing the game down and not doing anything. Yeah. Um, but that or was kind of their, like, catches. we fixed Des it. Bryant, Des yeah. Bryant, well, that or was... um, Megatron, you know, like the the controversial catches, like when they get it wrong, they, they and there's never that ball, <laughs> the, the whole line moment where they get... Um, like free throws will tell yeah. you, or the like all that stuff will tell you. Um, naturally, yeah, back in other the sports. Yeah. but here's the thing: is is they clearly the NFL wanted Dallas to have a chance at that first round buy. They didn't want Detroit to have a chance at that first round buy because they don't want a team like San Francisco or Dallas or Philly to have a higher likely chance of playing another one of those teams early or losing in the first round. They want those teams to carry forward. So the last thing that they want is the Detroit Lions to get first place, get a first round bye, and then go and and have go have the whole NFL NFC playoffs go through Detroit. That is not what they wanted. I don't know why. I don't maybe because Detroit's not the biggest market in the NFL. Uh obviously Dallas is bigger, obviously San Francisco is bigger, Philadelphia is bigger. But the, and those are the teams that would get the first, that are all able to get the first round bye still. It's just it was so glaring. I don't know. Philly, can Philly get it? I don't think Philly can get it. If yeah, because they're all tied at eleven five. Oh, I think actually San no, Fran just uh, San Fran just after this it. week. Yeah, after yeah, this past after week, this San Fran clinched it, which we'll talk about later today. But um, that was like a very evident moment. So as a Lions fan watching this game, I thought we lost this game with three minutes left, two minutes left. We we 
got the ball back. We gave it like, we just went, I think we went three and out. We were down seven. I was like, I just, I don't think we have it in us. We came up with an, uh, a three and out stop on Dallas, got the ball back. Jared Goff went down the field and scored. Now, this was exciting, but at the same time, the announcers knew, I think Troy Aikman called it at the two minute mark. He's like, if the Lions score, I bet you they go for two. And you knew they were going to go for two, and they did, and they got it. And the way they got it was was a whole played out situation. Dan Campbell went to the referees at the beginning of the game, drew out the play, and said, this is the play that we're going to run at some point in this game. And then all they needed was uh, Taylor Decker, number 60, to go report to the referee, say all he has to say, all he has to do is say the word report. He doesn't have to do anything else. He just has to walk up and say report. It is then on the referee to look at the number on his jersey, shoulders, front, and back. It's all over him. And and say 68 is, is reporting is eligible. But because what the Lions were doing all game was Dan, uh, Dan Skipper, number 70, was reporting consistently, and they were going to throw it off by saying 68 on this last play, he just assumed that it was 70 that was calling or saying that he wanted to report. There's video evidence that they showed right after they called this flag. It also, the Lions scored. Decker Decker caught the pass, and I went nuts. I was like, "This is awesome! This is so good!" Like we, now, it's perfectly set up for Stafford to beat San Francisco this upcoming weekend, and we will get the first round by. And then Stafford will be a hometown hero once again. But forty five seconds goes by, enough time for me to run up and down the hallway fifteen times, and then a flag comes out, and then they say person was ineligible and then right away the announcers and the the production team at fox shows number 68 walking over to the referee and walking back it shows jared goff pointing at uh 68 decker to say hey make sure you go go check in he goes in he reports eligible it it the whole video evidence was there like i just it's mind-boggling that they got away with it and the only thing the only people that are punished are the referees, and it's kind of just a slap on that bat. Like they've been bad. That group has been bad all year. Um, and there's evidence going through social media now that they've they've made a lot of wrong calls. And it's just to me, it just says, okay, the NFL is rigged. Something's wrong. There needs to be an investigation at some level because we just the Lions just got fucked from the probably the greatest season I've been alive for, and it just it was it was laughable like it i wasn't even mad i was like wow we want jared goff said it best he said um it's just weird to leave knowing that you won but you didn't and that's the way it felt for all lions fans like i wasn't mad i was just this is it's just another chip and dan camel came out the next day and he said um i posted it on my my instagram it's like this, listen i'm not we're upset but we're not gonna beat ourselves up over it we probably could have made a few more plays um and we'll just come back and we're gonna use this as, as fuel we're we're full of octane right now and so all you've done is now re-energized that team all you've done is take all that stuff that they worked for last year as underdogs and you've just thrown them back into it with that same mentality. And I think that's only going to help us in the playoffs. I think that's only going to make us want I think it the that worst, much more. I think moving forward, the shitty thing for Detroit is that playoffs didn't start this weekend. Yeah. Cause it would have been one. If they yeah. have one, because they got one more week, which potentially could be a meaningless game for them, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. This game, technically, if, if da- like it, we can't finish worse than third. So I don't even know how many reps Jared Goff and St. Brown and Hutchinson, 
Um, and the running backs that we have are going to get because I do you don't know, want to risk. Do you know injury. off the top of your head what needs to happen for them to finish second? If they finish second, then we're going to need off the top of my head. I think we need Dallas to lose, which is yeah, Dallas to lose and Philly to lose, and then we will be second place. And, and I think we have the tiebreaker over Philly, so I think it's just Dallas that needs to lose. That's I think is all that we need to happen. But I mean, we're obviously going to go out there and try to win that game because we do like want well, unless that. they're going to rest unless they're going to rest some guys. Well, I think that they should. I mean, my whole thing is I don't want guys to get injured in a meaningless game. Um, who does Dallas play this weekend? Dallas is playing the so the Eagles are playing the Giants. Like you got to assume that's a win, and Dallas is playing the Commanders, so you have to Washington, assume that's yeah. a win as well. So, I think the third seed is all but locked up. We're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. And maybe it is just one of those play the first half. Maybe see do a little scoreboard watching. See what's going on with Dallas. See what's going on with Philly. And then maybe like all right, Goff, St. Brown, um, Montgomery, uh, Gibbs. You guys are just going to take a seat for the rest of this game. Um, and we'll we'll be happy with third because that's at least one playoff game at home. But it could have went through Detroit. This whole postseason could have went through Detroit, and it just it's just sad that this is the way it has to happen for Detroit fans once again, through no fault of our own. We did everything perfectly, and we still get punished. We still kind of like have to have this storyline that's not just about how good our football team is. It's about everything else that's surrounding us with one reason or another that it's just not getting done. And that's the part that's frustrating. But as far as I was concerned that day, I won like the lions won that game and you'll, you'll never convince me otherwise. Yeah. Well, let's just hope just for the sake of peace of mind that in the end, it didn't actually affect the Stanley as much as it could have, but yeah. Well, especially um, it'll, it'll only, I'll only feel better if, if San Francisco, if, if the Rams beat San Francisco, I'm going to feel a little better a little more angry about it because that means we would have got the first seed. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I have a feeling that San Francisco is probably going to win that game now, yeah. but, but you it, did was mention, such a good, it was such a good, it story. did mention that uh, Philadelphia's playing the, uh, the giants, which I think they will beat, but did I not call that? I told you they're going to slip up on one of those games. And I said, it's going to be the Cardinals, man. That yeah. team is falling a fucking apart. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with them. Like AJ Brown was, and the only reason I know a little bit about, that specifically watching AJ Browns because he's on my fantasy team, which I did win. Did you win the your league? No, my, everybody on my team played mediocre, not awful, but mediocre. And the guy I was playing against in the finals, everybody on his team played amazing. I think um, he had a season high in points. Well, the one of one of the two of us won, which is not bad. And both of us in the finals. That's why we have this podcast. But um, AJ Brown was frustrated and he wasn't getting the ball. And it seems like over the last, I want to say five six weeks, they've stopped going to him. And he's the best player on their team offensively um, if you want to get the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands. And I just don't understand why they are not doing it anymore. And he's just actively frustrated. You can see it in his, like on the field, in dressing room after, during his interviews. Just You can hear the frustration. You can see his face frustrated. It's just It's weird to have such a good first half of the season and then go away from what was making you good. He was out, like, there was like eight straight games where he had 125 games a yard. 125 I, I feel, yards a game. Yeah, I feel like um, the losses are now just in their heads and yeah. they're deviating from what they used to do. Like sometimes you just lose a game or two, you stick with what's worked all season. Or you, you go back, back to it. it you right? get back on yeah. track. Yeah, you and go back like, to it. I feel like 
I feel like it's just in their heads now. Like, like there's got to like, be a moment. What the fuck happened? I don't what know. Happened? I, I just saw the highlights. But what happened in that um, Cardinals game? It, Kyler Murray just kept coming back. He just kept coming back and kept throwing and kept running. He's a weird-looking guy when he runs. He's got very short strides, but he's quiet. He's, the, quiet. he's quick. The best, and- the, the best example is he's a toddler who got the remote, and now the parents are chasing him in the living room. He doesn't want to give it back. That's, <laughs> that's exactly the most, that's exactly the most what apt like. description of him running. It's exactly what he's looking like. And then A Philly's million offense, little steps? The, the only thing Philly's offense is, is – really good at right now is just that um that tush push and other than that they they can't really they're not spreading the ball out swift is looking good but they're not using him a lot like they're kind of just all over the place they don't know who they are which is very bad going into the last week of of the nfl um regular season like you should know who you are you should be doing exactly what is the best part of your team and your game plan you shouldn't be going the opposite way where you're still trying to figure it out and see what's broken it's yeah. just, it's not good for them going into the playoffs. I I would I love bring up another team. Yeah, go for it. Who is Miami? Well, Miami is the same team on the AFC, right? Like they're they're the AFC version of of they're the equivalent of the Eagles. Like they're falling they're falling just as fast as uh as the Eagles are, and they should be just as worried. Who, yeah, who I they... think they've just been frauds all season. Like they're exciting when they win; it's decisive, it looks good. But there's such a gap between them and a challenging team. They can't play a good team that's actually going to give them a difficult match, and they're going to you know fight and grind through and win. They're going to win these games like that are aired out to Tyreek Hill. Fucking, he's going to pull up massive numbers. Mostert's going to score three, four touchdowns, right? Like, when guys are having these huge games just running through defenses, they're doing great. But if they have to get into the trenches and grind out a win, I don't see them doing that. They haven't seemed to do that at all. No, not not at all. They can't go against the blue-collar team. Well, that's the thing. So they are essentially a, a good team, not a not a yeah, shit blue-collar Their offense is like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, like one of those... $300,000 cars that sits very low to the ground, but mm-hmm. the NFL it needs a perfect is, track. It needs a yeah, perfect track. It has to have the perfect track. It has to have the perfect conditions to yeah. be, to, to operate at hundred percent efficiency. That's not the NFL though. The NFL is no, getting you need a with all your buddies and yeah, you're, you're driving over bumps. You're going over like pavements and potholes. Like that's what the NFL is. It's not like having, yes, having a fast car, but you've got to be tough. You got to be able to run the ball between the, the tackles as well as you throw it up, like the the, the Lions' offense the was best, great for the years. The best example is rally sport. You got the guy there, listen to the calls and make the plays. Right, yeah. you listen to the navigator, make the turns, and flying out there, hitting the air. You know they're jumping over uh, things. They're going off the track. They're spinning out. They're yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's the it's the Mike Tyson quote. It's the it's everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And Dolphins always seem like they've got this great offensive plan, and then they get they get hit hard and it's like, Oh, well, what do we do now? We're down 10. We didn't plan for this. We thought we'd be up 15. Like it's just, I, and I'm not saying it's coaching. It's just, there's something missing on that team. I think it's just that hard nosed football. Like just sometimes you need a truck. You can't just always be in a nice car. Yeah. Especially over a long season. Uh, Buffalo this week, right? Yeah. So that game is huge. They got that, bu- that game is huge. It's the it's crazy that Buffalo can lose and miss out in the playoffs. 
a Buffalo is either going to get the second seed in the AFC if they win, or they're going to not be in the playoffs with some help. Like that's insane. No, there is a way. There is a way that they can be a wild card. They can be a wild card. Can they not? Uh, yeah. If they lose to Miami, then they need Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. No. Lose. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, if they like if they win, yeah, they're in. They can still that's, be if they in. win, they're in, and that's like that's done. If they lose yeah. to Miami, like I think they only can be no. If Miami wins, they clinch the division. But if Buffalo, like they're gonna get second place if they beat Miami. And then they're gone. They're gonna like they might be out of, if Pittsburgh wins and Jacksonville wins, then Buffalo's out of the playoffs. Yeah. Which is wild because right now they're the hottest team. Like there's that's the team in the AFC I would not want to play against other than Baltimore. Um and Baltimore's gonna have the first round no, by I think they, yeah, those are the two strongest teams for sure. And and speaking about that game, because they like they got like just absolutely like destroyed by Baltimore. It was 56-19 or something like that. And it just clinched um, Lamar Jackson's MVP, right? That game, I think so. Because they I don't need so. he doesn't need to play I, this week. I, I don't know who I don't know who's in the running this week that could have a monster game to eclipse him. Nobody is. Is there an option out there? There's there's no game that's as important where an MVP candidate could win it. Like because Josh Allen, like who's the not. next? Who's the next MVP candidate? Even is it McCaffrey? It'd be McCaffrey. Like who's the but, next up? But but the 49ers like game against the Rams means nothing. So McCaffrey's not going to play much. Like it is Lamar Jackson's. Well, trophy. it doesn't mean nothing because it's like I guess the 49ers can potentially throw it, but it means a lot to the Rams. The Rams could still slip out. Can they not? The Rams are. They've no. They've clinched. They've the Rams clinched, okay, clinched no, the playoff berth. Yeah. yeah, it just depends on if they want to be like six or seven seed or something like that. But yeah, the Rams right. have clinched as well. Um, so so it's just one of those things. Like it's, I think Lamar Jackson's. I think that game did it for him. Just put him over the edge. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because it's not going to go like uh, speaking Ty, of Tyree Hill's not going to win it anymore. That's kind of that's that talk has really quieted since like three or four weeks ago. Because um, he's not even going to. Yeah, he missed some games and he kind of had a little yeah. bit of a cold streak now. And he's not going to break the record. Um, he's no. not going to break the record of, of uh, Calvin Johnson's, which thank thank goodness, knock on wood, he's going to need like 300 yards to do that. Um, he could probably still win Offensive Player of the Year award, but I, I think I think Lamar Jackson's clinched the MVP. It would be I would be shocked if it didn't go to him, and he deserves it too. That's the other thing. Like, yep. there's no reason for him not to do it. Uh, but there's a quarterback that fallen off of his pedestal and onto the bench, which we talked about last week. I think it was the title of our episode. Russell Wilson is still the drama still continues. Um, you know more about this than I think I do. Well, I just, everything is coming out now that weeks ago, the team was trying to strong arm him into changing his contract, threatening to bench him. Right. Which, sure, I get it. Things aren't working out in, um, in uh, Denver there. They needed a change. They need something to happen for the team to win. But I don't know if strong arming your quarterback is always the best situation, only for the fact of ultimatum. And then it comes out, and you know they they bumbled this whole situation with him because now it's all in the media. And other players aren't going to want to come here, seeing how they treat their players. When you see a toxic environment to players, sure, Russell Wilson might not be playing well, 
But other players are going to look at this and say like, well, you know, what does this have to do with anything? Like this guy signed a contract, honors contract. Oh, now you're trying to strong arm him into not playing. Oh, you're trying to get him to uh, threatening to bench him to do this. Well, other players are going to look at that as like, well, you don't have any faith in your players. You don't want to develop and grow your players. You don't want to like be on the same team as your players. You're against your players. Okay. Well, maybe I want a little premium to go to Denver because yeah. you're treating your players like shit. When is it known that you have a toxic environment for your players and you're treating them like shit? Yeah, the, People the, aren't going to want to go there. You're not going to recruit the top talent. Is there a recovery from that? So I, I guess what they did was after their bye week or after some loss, like midway through the season, they said to Russell um, about that injury contract clause, injury clause in your contract, which is if he gets hurt before the end of the season, um, then his next two years are guaranteed. So they asked him, they said, hey, we're, we're going to bench you if you don't change that. Um, that clause in your contract, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to do that." But doesn't doesn't there isn't there like a players' union that can now say like, "Hey, that's you can't do that." Well, I mean, can you not bench a player? You're you, a player. That's you the, that's the tricky any, part. Is you any can, player you can, you can bench, bench anybody any you, want. you want, right? Yeah, you can bench anyone you want. You can cut anybody you want as long as you just give them the money or whatever's in the contract. Um, yeah. But just like the threatening part of it is, you either just do it or you don't do it. Well, right? that's what I mean. That's why I think it looks bad. That's why I think it looks bad to other players coming here. Is like they, you're 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 strong arming them, right? Yeah, like it'd, it'd be smarter you're to just be bullying like, hey, your we're... players into doing whatever you want, right? Yeah, it's almost like um, you've signed in bad faith. You knew what you were getting when you signed this contract. Now you're threatening him because if a guy doesn't play, imagine if Russell Wilson was benched for the majority of the season, it'd be even less likely he could land a better uh, another uh, team if he gets cut. Which he'll yeah. probably will get cut now, right? It seems like he's going to get cut uh, sometime in March, yeah. and March or June, something like that. Just seeing everything from Sean Payne, it doesn't seem like he has any interest of playing on look, the same team as. Yeah, when you look back at like the this whole year and and those everything. two's interaction, it kind of knowing what we know now, you look at it, and you're just like, oh wow, yeah, he does not like Russell Wilson at all. No, um, no. and you're right, like it's team like players are going to be like, well, why would I go? Why would I put that contract or that clause in my contract when I know you guys aren't going to honor it or you're going to use it against me later? They should have just benched him and said, we're going with a different direction. We don't like him as our quarterback anymore. Yeah. That's easier, especially if you know you don't want him. Because people will see that and be like, yeah, he's playing like shit. Yeah, exactly. That's but fine. Like, yeah. The, but the problem way, was that they, just... they went on like a six-game win streak and they then they decided to bench him when they were like – a game behind playoffs. And there's like, ah, it's probably unlikely we make the playoffs. They're still not completely out of it, but no, what, what needs to happen this week for them to make it. So Denver, uh, this week they are playing. Let me see what I got here. I have it all written down. I just, I forgot the teams that they're actually playing. Denver Broncos are playing the Raiders in Las Vegas right now. Vegas is favored to win by two and a half, but what Denver needs to happen is, um, I actually think, I don't think they can make the playoffs based off what I have. So, Forget everything I just said. Um, Denver is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, so they're out. But they weren't out when they benched him. No. They still had a shot when they benched him, and this whole thing came out. It's just a weird It's a weird way to go about doing things in Denver. And The only way I think you can salvage that relationship between your players and the trust factor with your contract is if you have help in your dressing room from other players being like, no, 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 like we... We all knew this was going to be a thing. We were just trying to. So everyone was trying to get rid of. I saw some. I saw some new rumors that 
the team in the dressing room also wasn't supporting him. Like they were all for Benjamin. Yeah. So that's what I, I saw as well. This. Yeah. I don't know how that substantiated all this is. It could be just the latest rumor in the in the rumor mill, but but are we surprised yeah, by this? Like, like it, it seems like his teammates everywhere he go he goes doesn't like him. I know he's only been in two spots, yeah. but they didn't like him in Seattle after he left. Everyone kind of said that. Um, and now his teammates on this team are saying it. So it's that's the only saving grace I think that Denver could have with their player management style is that if other players are like, no, we're glad it happened. You we know what this shows us? If you throw a game losing interception when you easily could have run the ball in the Super Bowl and you cost your team a Super Bowl, there is no recovery. I it's he has no. never recovered from that. No, and Career he should have been That's terrible. That was a terrible mistake on all parts, except for Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch's being like, I, what? <laughs> he's the only one that was kind of like, I don't know, the the everyone yeah, else was dumb that on one. that field. That I'll play. never let that one down. No. I'll never let it die. Um, Okay, we got. We'll get into the clinching playoff stuff uh, in one second because there's a player that I don't want to talk about. But you have a note here, so you want to talk about it. I never want to talk about this guy. Well, I just think it's a little bit scary for you, and this was something you were concerned about for this year. And I don't think this is the year to be concerned. I think next year maybe we'll start to be concerned. But Jordan Love, yeah, he is looking pretty good. I gotta say, did you see any of the highlights? I uh, no, I try not to watch Packers highlights because I don't want to know what's coming. But they are eight and eight right now, and he is looking like he the guy that they thought that he was going to be. That's the scary part. And I said at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I feel like he is gonna have one of these very fundamentally sound progressions in the NFL to be a very good and threatening QB. Yeah. And for some reason, the Packers are one of those teams that do well with no no name receivers they seem to do quite well with nobodies yeah they they are very good at, at creating talent instead of needing a big name um they've yeah. turned wide receivers into big names like Devonte adams obviously but the guys before that antonio freeman bill shrouder um randall cobb they're like they're not huge flashy guys that could go to any team and be good. I think Devonte Adams is the only one that's able to do that. Mark uh, Scandes Velding, whatever his name is, uh, he plays for Kansas City now and Marquez, he's not doing yeah. well at all. Uh, so they're they're a team that always just it's a something in Green Bay that always have they all, always have a good team and that's terrifying as a Lions fan. Um, and Jordan Love, I thought was the one thing that could change that, and it would just all go to shit. And they'd need like three or four years of rebuilding, which is what I was hoping for. Doesn't seem like that's the case, though. It seems like he's going to make that a lot quicker um, of a process than everyone kind of thought it was going to be. And if they beat the Chicago Bears this weekend, I believe that they have an option, a, a chance of getting the playoffs here. Uh, Green Bay Packers will clinch a playoffs with a win, and even if they lose against the Bears, which the Bears have every Every, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, but they want to win this game. There's no reason oh, for the Bears the to take up the spite. Exactly, this want, is a rivalry. They want game. to play spoiler. The same exactly same thing as uh, Detroit did last year. Exactly, it is knock them out of the playoffs. We can't make it, but we can make you not make it. Yeah, every reason was going to say they have every reason to want to play and win this game to do exactly what the Lions did to to the Packers last year. Um, and that's it. So Packers, Packers beat the bears. They're in. If they lose, 
then they can still get in, but they need Minnesota to lose, Seattle to lose, Seattle and lose, either right? Tampa Bay or New Orleans to lose. So there's yeah. a way for them to get in, but well, if they win, they're Bears, in. If they win, they're in. And the Bears are playing great right now. Justin Fields seems like he's kind of turned it around this year. Um, the, yeah, the fans, this was the same story the last year. This was the same I know. story last year. I know, but that's the, the that's that happened the at the end of the like, season. He looks like the guy. They got the number one pick. Yeah. Do they draft a QB or do they keep Fields? They're in the well, they're in the fucking Groundhog's Day time warp. All the fans are uh, were chanting that they want Justin Fields back next year. If that means anything, I I, I would I don't see a reason yeah, to move on from Justin Fields happy. yet. I don't understand why you'd want to move on from him yet. I don't think Caleb Williams is the guy that's going to be the answer. So uh, no, I I don't think so either. No, it's. It, I would stick with Fields. I'd draft Marvin Harrison, uh, give him another weapon. But if you have a good, if you have good scouts, I bet you there is another QB in the draft that's going to be the guy. Jaden Daniels, he is going to be the guy that comes out of the next year's draft uh, at quarterback position and be the next Lamar Jackson. He's he's that's a good pick. That yeah, so that whoever gets him is going to potential two time MVP. He's he just won the. he just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good trophy. It's a, I'd say so. Um, there, but he's only every, everybody so. wants to win that except for one guy I can remember didn't want to win it. Everybody else who didn't want to win it, your guy Barry Sanders, he didn't want to win it. That's what his uh, documentary said because he didn't wa- want all the fame that went with uh, it. Well, he was he didn't even go to the thing. He was in Japan when uh, when he won it. Didn't go yeah. to the ceremony. Um, okay, so let's get on to some of these these games this weekend that are important and ones that aren't important. And we'll just go by breaking down um, the the who's clinched, clinched already and all this stuff. Uh, starting the AFC, Baltimore's wrapped up the first seed. It's theirs. It's not um, like last week's Hall of Fame thing where I got to pick, do I think they make it, do I think they don't? No, we're just going to talk about... You butchered that. You butchered that one. I butchered it? You butchered it. It's poorly it's designed you didn't game. participate. It's because you didn't participate. My execution was flawless. You just chose not to be involved. We Saturday. <laughs> okay. We got to run Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens clinched the first seed. Kansas City's clinched their division. Um, so they're in the playoffs. Um, we got the Cleveland Browns have clinched a playoff berth. Miami Dolphins have clinched a playoff berth. Not their division, though. Um, Miami versus Buffalo this weekend. Let's just talk about it now because it is probably the game of the week. Um, do you have that as your game of the week right now? Yes, you do. It's one of two. I do. Uh, one of two. One of two. Because that um, one, it it doesn't mean as much. Because do you think Baltimore's resting some players? Baltimore's resting probably everybody. Why not start Huntley? Huntley, I, and I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Huntley. So Huntley will start. I wish I had the stats for this, but two weeks off, that can sometimes kill your entire flow. Yeah. Because if they rest so many starters... They're off for this week. Then they got the buy, and yep. I know you don't turn down the buy. You can't turn down the buy, but I feel like sometimes it messes up the whole flow. I agree, um, but I that's gonna think be two that... weeks off for a lot of their players. Yeah, but I think those guys kind of need it. They're, they're I'm sure they do. Tough team. Um, I'm assuming they'll do some type of practice in the second week where they're simulating a, a game against another team, uh, just to get like the the whole. 60 minutes out um 
but I you have you have to take the buy, right? Like you have to take it. You yeah. can't not take it. Have to take it. And you just need yeah. Lamar Jackson to stay healthy and you have a very good chance at winning the Super Bowl this year. I think the Steelers have a good chance to win this one. So I actually I picked I my one of my picks this week is is the Ravens. I think the Ravens the Steelers are favorites at three and a half points. Um it's in Baltimore, but I they had a they have a Pro Bowl backup quarterback. Like their their backup quarterback went to the Pro Bowl last year. I know 14 people decided not to go, but still. Tyler Huntley can play, and he's going to want to win this game. Um, yeah, it's a, I don't it's think a rivalry it, game. So it, it depends and, on and how many can, players are they going to be resting. Who else are they going to be resting? They should be resting. Uh, Zay Flowers probably played just the first half. A lot of the defensive players probably just the first half. Um, yeah. But there's not like any other guy other than Lamar Jackson where it's like they haven't. Re- they've already replaced their running back. They've already replaced their tight end. Like they're two huge positions. Um, they've already had to go to other people. So it's not like they don't know how to do it. Um, but you just don't want, I just don't think everyone's going to play the whole game. I don't think Lamar yeah. Jackson will play any of the game. And I just think Is the starters Pittsburgh mathematically the eliminated from the playoffs. No. So, so there you go. exactly. So they can go in there. Pittsburgh Steelers will clinch a playoff spot with a win against Baltimore, but they need Buffalo to lose or they win against Baltimore and Jacksonville loses. So either Buffalo or Jacksonville loses and Pittsburgh wins, they're in the playoffs. Uh, now, Jacksonville's got Carolina, don't they? Uh, Jacksonville has the Titans, the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. But they haven't looked they good not? either, Jacksonville. No, no, no. I think the Jacksonville has the Panthers. Do they not? Am I wrong? No, they're playing Tennessee. Looking at it right oh, now. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at last week's game. I'm looking at last week's game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Pittsburgh still has every reason to play and fight for this game. And I think the Ravens get a little extra kick, just like the Bears could, um, by getting rid of the Packers. They, the the Ravens can send the Steelers packing by beating them this weekend. Tyler Huntley is going to get it done. Yeah, there's a... but So I'm looking at all these kind of the, the interweb of all these teams. The Titans, they're the other divisional rival that they can play spoiler for the Jags. Yes. And... The Jags can miss out completely here with because the Colts and Texans are playing each other. So Jacks, yeah. So Colts and Texans. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's right. Colts and Texans play each other, and that that is that's, a huge. That that's a huge. That's division. your other. Yeah, that's your other. Um, yeah, I got that in the other game of the, game week. Of the week here. That's Saturday at five o'clock. So if the Texans win, then they clinch the playoffs. Now, if the Colts flat win, out. they clinch the playoffs. Yeah, they flat out. Wins the playoffs, and whoever wins that game, Texans Colts makes the playoffs. So that's that's a huge game. Now, Jacksonville can still get in um, if they lose, if Pittsburgh loses, and Houston or Indy doesn't end in a tie. If that makes sense. So as well as long as Houston or Indy wins, one of them wins, and Pittsburgh loses, Jacksonville's still able to get in. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but that game, Houston versus Indies, that's that's your other. Um, game of the week. That's huge. That's that's your oh, yeah. win in your end game. I think. See, last I, I kind of put that the... one ahead. I even put that one ahead just for the fact that. I think it probably think deserves Buff- to go. Ahead. I think Buffalo at, outmatches Miami. I think Miami has uh, has quite a fight against them. Buffalo is on a roll. Buffalo is looking like the better team. Well, here's the thing: is you are a hundred percent right about that. I think uh, I think Miami is the underdog in this, and they are. After getting 
banked last week. I'm sure there's more doubt in their heads than there is in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. And and Buffalo's going Buffalo has everything in the world to play for. Their lives are on the line. Miami's in the playoffs either way. But Miami's going to want to knock Buffalo out. But I just don't think they're going to be able to do it, not with the way Buffalo's playing now. Um, but this is a good weekend because it's Saturday night. Five o'clock is the uh um is that game, the Texans Colts game. And then Sunday night at five o'clock is the Dolphins Bills game. So it's a it's a great weekend coming up um for those five o'clock games. It's just excitement all night. Um we, since we're on the games of the week, should we do the bad game of the week? Yeah, let's do the bad game of the week. Oh, oh I, I it, I'm it's a terrible game. It's the it. worst game of the of the season. Well, it's one of the few games that one neither team is actually fighting for anything. And it's the Pats and the Jets. There's no storyline. There's nothing to play for. They both have had failed seasons. Yeah. You know, and what's what is a team trying to salvage out of this one? Is it's coach not... trying to keep their job? I don't think a coach is trying to keep their job because I think Robert Sala is going to keep his job because yeah, the whole storyline of his season 100%. was he didn't get uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That was the entire storyline for the Jets and the Pats. I think Belichick kind of, he has a little bit of deciding his own future. That's exactly it. He gets to choose um, if he wants to stay or not, I think is what's happening there. So you're right. This game means nothing. It doesn't even matter for the um, first overall pick next year. Like that's going to Chicago. That's already locked. Patriots could get the second pick of the league. There's three teams tied at four and 12 Patriots, Cardinals, Commanders. Um, Jets are six and 10. So they're going to get like the 10th pick. This game literally means nothing. It shouldn't be watched by anybody, even Patriots and Jets fans. If people are still in fantasy football uh, world, then maybe you're looking at just like, even then it's just Brees Hall, maybe the Jets or Patriots defense, and maybe Garrett Wilson. Those are the, those are the only, but those storylines aren't even that big either. So it's literally a, like no reason to watch this game. It shouldn't be on anybody's television. Um. Okay, so we have all the AFC Playoff um, scenarios. Pittsburgh can still get in. Jacksonville can still get in. Indy, Houston, Buffalo can still all still get in. Let's go to the NFC. San Francisco, um, they've clinched. Uh, Detroit Lions have clinched. Dallas playoffs have clinched. Dallas um, Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot. Philadelphia Eagles have clinched a playoff spot. LA Rams have clinched a playoff spot. So um, there's only two spots left that, that can be out there. Um, the winner of the spot. South... So it's going to be Atlanta or Tampa or New Orleans. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and then a wild card spot. Uh, so right now, Atlanta Falcons, if they win, they're in the playoffs. That's all they have to do. They just have to win. Um, who are they playing? They're playing the Saints in New Orleans. So but the Saints, Saints are still fighting for their playoffs. Right? Yeah. So they win. The Saints win. Uh, or make the playoffs if they win and Tampa Bay loses because Tampa Bay has the Tam- tiebreaker. Tampa's got uh, Carolina. They're playing right? Carolina, yeah. So yeah. you have to assume Tampa Bay is going to win, right? I feel like that's a, a you have to assume that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tampa Bay, somebody was throwing this out there and I kind of started giving it some thought and I think it has some merit. Where do you put Baker Mayfield for comeback player of the year? I think I put him behind Joe Flacco. You put him behind Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco's story is better. But I is is Demar Hamlin? But Joe Flacco is still going to win four games. I I agree with you. I think Baker's up there. But is is Demar Hamlin still the guy that's going to win that award? 
I've had this debate I, with I a few still people. Think, I still think it's possible. The more you look at it, no, from just the um, the definition of the award is you have to come back and play well. Th that's what I that's what I assume. And also, yeah. DeMar Hamlin's played like factor, four or five games. He hasn't played the whole there season. Is a, yeah, there is a factor of coming back and playing better, not just playing, right? Yeah, you have like... And a, I don't think a... DeMar Hamlin has played better than previous. No, he's, he's not even getting the opportunity to do so. No. So I think that's the part where... It's kind of like, well, yes, we, everyone, you have a great story. It was heartwarming. It brought a lot of people together at the time. But just by the actual definition of the award, it doesn't seem like you quite make it. But I could also still see the NFL giving it to him because, and that's the shitty thing. It's like, exactly. do you want a trophy where they're just giving it to you? No. And this is a perfect opportunity. He's going to win it. And I don't think he should win it. I think it should go to Joe Flacco or Baker Mayfield instead and i My think with the, joe flacco is how many games does he play four or five uh he's played four or five but he's stellar and he's taking that team to the playoffs he is I agree. like without without him that that team doesn't make the playoffs um he, so here's the thing with getting back to demar hamlin the, the nfl wants to be able to put him on a stage with all the people that saved his life and like the people in the hospital the people on the field and I get that. That's a great PR thing. But why not stay true to the value of comeback player of the year and give it to somebody like Flacco or Baker Mayfield, um, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know, somebody else that that kind of deserves it for the season they had, and then just start a new trophy called the DeMar Hamlin Perseverance through like something dramatic and just give him a new new award for perseverance throughout the season. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then then you get to do both. You get to stay true to the trophy and also kind of like say, hey, this thing happened and look how where where we've come from it. That's what I think the easy solution is. I mean I don't we don't get to choose these things, but um yeah I would put Baker behind Joe Flacco for comeback player of the year. I would give it to Joe. You also hated him last week. Well, yeah, because I don't like Joe Flacco, but he's got the. He's, Come on, you gotta love the story. I, I don't gotta love, love the story. story. <laughs> Why? Really? He's just Why? like a kind of washed up, washed up NFL player sitting on the couch. His kids thought like you just suck at football, right? Because he's losing games to the Jets. He's like, I was a Super Bowl champ, right? He's got to pull up highlights of himself just to show his kids that like, hey, I was a good player at one point, and now he comes back, gets a shot, comes back, killing it. Yeah, taking well, out making making a two hundred thirty million dollar guy or what three hundred million dollar guy what was how much is that Deshaun Watson getting three hundred million two eighty five something like that. Yeah, yeah, making him look like a bum, and this is just some old washed up quarterback off the couch. He is a bum though. Deshaun Watson is a bum, but you're right. The story's great, and that's why he deserves comeback player of the year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I the story's great. The story is very good, especially if he wins a playoff game. That's incredible. Um, okay, let's go back to the NFC. Tampa Bay, all they have to do is beat Carolina, and they've clinched a playoff spot. Atlanta, if they win, they need Tampa Bay to lose. New Orleans needs to to win. They're playing head-to-head, -head, so the Falcons-Saints game... That's going to be a tough... Yeah, that's going to be a everything. That's gonna be game. Means everything, unless... Uh, I just... I haven't seen the Falcons 
have a convincing game at any point this season. I agree. I'm shocked at the number of wins they have. I agree. Because I feel like they don't have anything going on. The running back disappeared off the face of the earth. The quarterback is unreliable. What do they have going on over there? Nothing. It's chaos. They got a there. good defense? I don't know anything about their defense. Defense isn't too bad, but they're starting to use their players like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. They're starting to use them more efficiently. Um, but I, I still, I, there's nothing in Atlanta to get excited about, even if they were in the playoffs. But also, they have to win and they need Tampa Bay to lose. Yeah. So that's kind Which, of the, their easiest that's way. That's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. Tampa, Tampa Bay versus Carolina. So yeah, Tampa Bay more or less holds their own future in their hand, right? Exactly. And New yeah. Orleans playing Atlanta, they have to win and they also need Tampa Bay. Um, or, so New Orleans still has a way in. If if they beat Atlanta still, um, they can get in if Seattle loses and Green, and Green Bay loses. Okay. So they're not completely Remind me who reliant. Seattle's playing? Seattle is playing, I think it's a divisional Cardinals? opponent. Uh, Cardinals, yes, Cardinals, yeah. In Arizona. Yeah. Um, so Seattle also needs to, they, they need to win. The Seattle Seahawks get into playoffs with a win and a Green Bay loss. So there's a lot on the line for Seattle fans with this Green Bay game. So you're you're if you are a Seattle Seahawks fan, you are a Chicago Bears fan this weekend. Absolutely. That's like it was last year with um if you were a Detroit Lions fan, you were an LA Rams fan because we needed you guys to beat Seattle. Um and you didn't the Rams didn't. So that's why the Lions were eliminated. So if you Again, if you're a Seahawks fan, it comes down to beating the Packers. Like the, just like it was, we needed you guys to lose last year, the Lions. Um, okay, but Seattle win, Green Bay loss. You're in the playoffs. Um, Green Bay Packers just need to win, and they're in. There's still a way for them to get in. If they lose, Minnesota loses, Seattle loses, and Tampa Bay or New Orleans also lose. So they, but again, if you're Green Bay, just win. You're in. Uh, Minnesota Vikings still get in. They are playing the Lions. Lions might not play all their players. Don't know. Um, but the the Vikings will win it, or get in the playoffs if they win. Green Bay loses, Seattle loses, and Tampa Bay or New Orleans lose. So they need a lot of help. Um, but first, they got to think about winning that Detroit game. I think that's all the scenarios um, of people getting in. Like all the teams we mentioned now are the only ones that can still get in. Um, and let's go to our picks then this week. Did you pick any of these teams? Well, hey, you did. Uh, yeah, I took the the Bucks over the Chargers. Okay, so Bucks over the the Panthers. You mean? Sorry. So that get that out of myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so that'll put them in. Bucks over the Panthers for the first one. Just since the Panthers are trash and the Bucks are fight, this is their season. Win and you win your division. You're yeah. handed your division. Your trash division, given to win you on a platter. Just you got to do beat the worst team in the league. Chiefs over the Chargers, just because as much as the Chiefs are looking like they're getting worse every week, the Chargers have been bad every week. Yeah. yeah. And then I took the Lions over the Vikings just because the Vikings, I don't think they have enough to play for. And I think the Lions still have that hope and that kind of just make up for last week's, what's the word for it? I don't want to say disgrace or uh, debacle or... Debacle, yeah. Robbery. Robbery is a good one. Robbery is a good one. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that the Vikings will want to come out and win that game and they have someone to play for. I just don't know if they have the quarterback that's going to be able to get it done. I don't think Nick Mullins is the answer. Um, Josh Dobbs, they seem to not want to go back to. Um, it just seems like it's kind of a mess in Minnesota and it's probably best for everybody that their season just ends. Well, after Sorry, they got Reed. kind of spanked. They got spanked by Green Bay yeah. last week. I think they're yeah, a little dejected of that team is. Yeah. Um, okay, I got the Ravens over the Steelers. I think Tyler Huntley wins. 
um, that game for them and puts the Pittsburgh Steelers out of their misery. Um, Pittsburgh's favorites, though, three and a half points in Baltimore. I got the Packers over the Bears. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just think that Jordan Love is going to get it done in Chicago, or it's in Green Bay, sorry. Um, it would be nice, though, for Packers back-to-back seasons to lose their last game in the playoffs in Green Bay to an NFC North team and miss the playoffs. I would love that. I just don't see it happening, but I just I would love that to happen. Just want to put that out there in the universe. Um, and then so, I got the Bills uh, favored three over the Dolphins. I think that's a I think they boat race them. I think it's over. I think the Bills end it within the first half. Now I was going to because the score line for the running picks total is twenty eight for out of forty nine for you, thirty one out of forty nine for me. Yeah, so is that I including the new? Is, is that including the new ones? The last week? Yeah. Yes. Because we both went three for three last week. All right, look at us. Look at us. So I was thinking of just the Chiefs over the Chargers and the Lions over the Vikings. Those tough picks. I was going to just leave it at the Bucks over the Panthers, needing just one to solidify no tie and me winning. But I thought that's too cocky of an insulting move, so I didn't do it. But because yeah, now I the mean, best you can hope for is a tie. Yeah, I don't. I don't think like, I've also got like the I'm got some underdogs here or some close games. So I don't know. But if you if you think of the teams that are left fighting for playoff spots, so knowing in the NFC, San Fran, Detroit, Dallas, Philly, LA are all in. You think Tampa Bay is going to win to get in? So the Packers get that last spot, or does New Orleans get that last spot? Or no, I think the Packers take it. Yeah, I think the Packers take it too. Well, no, wait, 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 wait. Is Seattle's future is not in their own hands, is it? It is. They have to win and Green Bay needs to lose though. Right, yeah, so it's not in their own hands. Yeah, I think yeah. Green Bay takes it because I think Green Bay wins. Okay, then yeah. I, I I mean, I also think Green Bay gets in there. Uh, so yeah. that, there's nothing I can do. And I also think Tampa Bay beats Carolina and they get in. Uh, in the yeah. AFC, Baltimore's in, Kansas City's in, Cleveland's in, Miami's in. Uh, Houston versus Indy, easiest way to go with the next person who do you think wins that game i think houston pulls out the win i agree it's but... in indianapolis um but man cj strout is so good gardner Minshew's playing well but cj strout's gonna like this is going to start this is going to be the beginning of a very good career for him and this will be like He's already played good this year, don't get me wrong, but this is going to be a, that first stamp of he came in, he won the big game, got them in the playoffs, and then he can kind of soar from there. Um, Jacksonville. Yeah, if he can take them from like a three or four win team to playoffs. Yeah. That's huge. Huge. That's huge. Um, then the other team, that it could be Jacksonville. It could be Pittsburgh. Um, who do you Who do you got? Jacksonville so, needs to win. Remind me, who does Jacksonville play? They're playing the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. I, I, I'm, I've lost a little bit of faith in Jacksonville. I've lost some faith in Jacksonville as well. Yeah. I don't know if I, I've they lost can win that this much game. Faith, Assuming uh, Jacksonville wins, they win their division, right? Yeah. So let's say Jacksonville wins and Houston wins. Where does that leave us? That that puts those are the last two teams in. And, right. the, and then the Bills. If they beat Miami, which the I Bills win. Yeah, the Bills win. So they would they get in. So then it comes down. The Bills to, rest nobody. The Bills are out crushing them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Um. Now, so here's the other thing though. Like Jacksonville doesn't need to win if if 
I'm right and the Ravens beat the Steelers, Jacksonville's in. As when long is as the game Indy, when is the game though? When it, when is the game? Is it played before? It's the first game. It's set, the Ravens Steelers is the first game. Saturday at 1:30. Okay. So yeah, that could completely change everything for Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville but still want to go in. But they probably want that home game. 100%. So yeah, it's just I like I think they still go out and play. Yeah, they'll get out there and play, but they're still going like, to I think that's the other team that I'm just saying that I think Jacksonville gets in the playoffs. I think um Texans get in, I think Bills get in, I think Jacksonville gets in in the AFC. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch on before? Uh, no, I think this episode, excuse the pun, but it was a little bit all over the map. And maybe that was my fault, but what do you mean all over the map? Are you trying to make a pun? I just got dumped. No, I'm all over the map here. Really. Um, but no, I just kind of, the good news is that, um, you got through this whole episode pretty much without breaking down. And then as you tried to describe why we're all over the map, I couldn't hear a word of what you said. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to put us all over our misery. Puya, thank you. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your trip. We will be talking to you next week. Um, of course, after week 18, we start talking about playoffs. Um, have fun in the Amazon with those pink dolphins. Everybody else, uh, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.